And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You're joined today once again with your hosts, Sean Gervais from the Orbisex CRM, as well as Marty, Mr. Marshall Hill from the Pints of Polishing Podcast, as well as the Hyper Clean Car Care product lineup, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I saw somewhere that something was released. I saw something was released. <laughs> Were you impressed? I was very impressed. It's funny. I wanted to drop that, but I was like, no, I'll, I'll let him have that. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely impressed. Absolutely. Yeah, so obviously I saw it in the group. Um, so. Well, you were impressed with my uh, my mom's Cadillac? Is that what it was? <laughs> Overly impressed. Overly I was, impressed. yeah, yeah, I was overwhelmed, not just yeah. But yeah. I wanted to use something a little bit older so we could get that, you could see that transition line of the product, right? Like uh, where it was used and where it wasn't. Like it, yeah, yeah. And it did such a great job and you could see the, and that's what we love. I mean, uh, Impress puts down a, we've talked about it, it puts down a lanolin-based conditioner at the same yeah. time as you clean. You can let it sit there and dwell or you can wipe it off to get, you know, a real light, light matte sheen. So uh does yeah. a great job. Yeah, it's already doing well in the market, so. Thanks. No Appreciate doubt. you asking. Yeah. 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 We released that. And since then, I have done so much research on lanolin and learned so much about it. I was like, no shit. Well done, Marty, man. So like tip my hat to you, man. And uh, that's that's the thing we talked about before is the fun part of, you know, like product development. Right. Like going through that part and, uh, you know, let's try this. Let's try that. <laughs> I just, that's what cracks me up. Everybody's like, well, we got a kid. You know, the people that have it, they're like, well, we have a chemist. I'm like, well, goddamn, he wasn't smart enough to know that they can't put beeswax in. Like, <laughs> fuck. He didn't use Google. I mean, hell fuck. I don't need to be a chemist. I yeah, got yeah. Uncle Google. <laughs> exactly. You know? Fucking easy. <laughs> so true. I love Uncle Google. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Senor Google, man. He knows everything, man. <laughs> yeah. Google's smarter than your chemist. I know that. Fuck. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, it's it's one of those things, eh, where um, you kind of need to know a little bit about, like, if you're gonna do something. There's some people. I'm trying to remember the term they use, where it's a, a business owner that it's like a silent investor, but they're just from a distance in the business. They don't really know anything about it, and so they just hire an expert or what they find is to be an expert, and they're just like, yeah, it's in your hands. You know what I mean? But they don't know any of the basics or anything around it. So like everything I've ever done, all my businesses, everything, I always have to dive in a little bit. My goal is always have other people do it, but I need to have a fairly good understanding of what's going on or else it's, uh, you know, you end up trusting someone you think you do, but also then you're super reliant on that person if you don't know, you know, jack shit about anything. But uh, but yeah, in this case, that's where, you know, hats off to you, man, for, for doing your research on that stuff. And it, it shows in your product, 100%. Yeah. You know, so I was definitely impressed with that video. That's uh, yeah. So see, I got to use it now. <laughs> Absolutely, man. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh shit, I can't wait till Tuesday, man. I got to ask him about it. But uh, wicked, man. So celebrations to that. Cheers. Salute, community. Mm. Community. All right. So today, uh, I had one more of these. I've been trying not to drink them. Okay. From Fossil Cove Brewing. They're out of Arkansas. So I got it like, you know, back when I was mm. in Arkansas a couple months ago. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll drink it. It's Jurassic Haze, but yeah. I did something which kind of saves the beer and also makes it kind of odd at the same time. I put in, this is one of our favorite yeah. beers. It's a Rattler. Uh, for those of you who don't know Rattlers, Rattler is basically just a general lager, right? Um, just general beer, but then they mix in some type of juice. And normally it's, uh, you know, like for here, they did grapefruit, right? So a lot of people use lemonade or something like that. And and that was what creates a rattler. Super, super easy to drink. 
like Beautiful. very rattlers are summer drinks or especially yeah. if you've been out you know working or riding your bike do you know doing something getting a sweat boy a rattler's awesome to drink they're really great oh. so steagle is one that we get uh whenever we go well because it's german so we'll go and we'll get uh we'll we'll get uh uh we'll get the picanha we'll get some some meat from the butcher yeah. and then they carry them. So we always take some there. So I, oh, I had man. some, and I was like, okay, I'm going to mix that Rattler with this. And maybe I can choke down the beer. <laughs> Before that, it tasted like T-Rex piss. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's terrible beer. Terrible. Oh man. That's brutal. You know, it's funny that that reminds me this weekend. I, we had picked up something cause I was in Montreal. I was in Quebec and they sell at the corner stores there, but here the province, I mean, they, they actually don't sell at corner stores, only the grocery stores. Some of them, you can get wine things like that. But uh, other than that, you have to go to a very specific liquor store. That's it. Um, so anyway, Montreal, they, they sell it everywhere. Corner stores, they call them couchetards, but in the couchetard, they only have a certain selection of stuff. And a lot of what they have is those, um, I don't know what they are. They're like, you know, like the, the vodka, like the, Mm. the fizzy ones like the you know those they'll have stuff like that but they had this brand it's a new brand it's local but uh i don't remember the name i got the cans upstairs anyway they had some different flavors in a variety pack and so i was like oh let's get that and what struck my eye was they had a passion fruit one i love passion fruit however when it comes to certain beverages there's some juices that just don't mix well and especially if I didn't check the can, but I'm sure it's artificial flavors of some kind in there. And there's certain fruits that you just can't really, you know, they don't turn out well artificially, I find. Like cherry for me, that's one. I find they don't do a very grape. good job. Grape, like don't do yeah. grape. Orange. I know yeah. people love orange soda. Hate it. Yeah. Hate orange soda, like Crush and stuff like that. No. Sunny yeah. D. No, that oh, shit ain't oh, Just get that out of here. Come on. Yeah syrup <laughs> exactly and in this case the passion for one i was so excited the weather was nice there was a little bit of a breeze but not too much the sun was out it was hot it was it was nice went to this party and uh anyway i cracked open the passion for one and it literally tasted like i was drinking metal with with fizzy bubbles it was disgusting it was terrible um so i begrudgingly finished it but then after that um i took the one that my wife had which was watermelon and watermelon, I find you can almost mix that with anything. It just tastes good for me, anyways. You know, it's just solid, it's reliable. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. in on watermelon. Absolutely. Yeah. The next one I had, oh, it was just so good. And so I said, well, what am I going to do? The variety pack. I sold four more of the passion fruit ones. So I did a similar type thing. I mixed the two together, but I was trying to do the right kind of like ratio to see what it would taste. So I found it out. It's three to one. If you ever get the passion fruit one that tastes like shit, three to one with watermelon, you're good to go. So that was you're only four drinks in on this point before you figure it out. So yeah. I don't know, man. Did Maybe you was just time. did you have some alcoholic goggles on at that point in time? Were your were your Very taste possible. buds a little uh they Very were a little possible, warmed yeah. up at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. On the last one, I forgot to mix it and I was like, this is delicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's that's nice. You found the mixture, and then me today I'm drinking a classic Negroni and uh, it's really nice. And I got my, uh, my new aviation gin, um, which used to be Ryan Reynolds company. Um, and so Ryan Reynolds, Canadian have to support, but uh, he sold it for a large sum of money, something like $600 million or something crazy like that. But, uh, and now they've pulled it back in for the commercials and stuff like that. So well done. Hats off to him, fellow Canadian. There we go. Fellow Canuck. <laughs>
Mm. So what else do you do this weekend? It's delicious. Uh, this weekend, so we went up to Montreal. We went up, uh, it was a uh, nephew's birthday, so we went up for that. But then uh, we decided to go to Putin Fest that was there. Uh, you know what Putin is? No, it, it no, sounds like something it you get in a little metal uh, container <laughs> and it smells like ass. <laughs> yeah, it, sometimes. <laughs> so it's basically French fries, gravy, and cheese curds. That's the, you know, the combination. And so we have a lot of cheese factories here, uh, tons of them. There's, especially in the Quebec side, lots of different places to get cheese curds. There's competitions every year on who makes the best cheese curds. And then there's competitions on who makes the best poutine as a result, right? So we have these, you know, festivals everywhere. You know, we do the normal ones too, like, you know, Rib Fest and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes they combine the two. But what I find's happened here, because like Rib Fest stays true to what it is. It's just who makes the best ribs. You know, there's different rubs, different sauces, all kinds of stuff, but they don't go too crazy with it. With poutine, the problem is you can go crazy with the toppings. Uh, so normally there will be, you know, traditional poutine, and then you can add different toppings. You can make it like a Tex-Mex, you know, add corn and all kinds of stuff. But this particular place, I don't know why, but every single vendor decided to go way over the top. They were adding, man, there you couldn't even find a normal poutine. It was, it was just... There was like General Tao Putin. There was Putin with lobster. There was all this like crazy stuff, but there was no just cheese, gravy, fries. You know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I want. Uh, there was none of that. You had to choose from an assortment of these weird toppings. Um, one of them had meatballs in it. I don't know. It was, it was really strange. But they had the most amazing churros there. Oh, my God. Not sure if you're a fan of churros. Oh, man. Love me some churros, especially when they're done right, you know. And uh, but there was this little booth at the very end, and uh, we went there. We got some churros. The the prices were kind of outrageous, but hey, man, what what can you do? You know, <laughs> the kids wanted churros. We get churros. But uh, so me, I tried the Tex-Mex poutine. It was atrocious. My stomach hurt for like two hours after. It was so bad. But uh, yeah, and then or maybe it was the passion fruit stuff. I don't know. It was there was there was a lot going on in my stomach that day. <laughs> but uh, but it was fun. Got together with family, everything, so that was nice. And uh, met up with my brother-in-law, and he helps with the support for Orbisex. So, so that was nice. We got to, you know, chat it up about work, but then at the same time, you know, spend some time with the family and everything. So that was cool. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice nice weekend. But, the yeah, and the churros were to die for, man. And, uh, but, yeah, so that was, that was pretty Better much it. Taco Bell? Are you sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> most most things are. True. Yeah. Hey, so uh, last time we talked about things that, you know, somebody needs to do when they're starting off. And, you know, it's, it's really great that uh, we did that because literally a couple of days later, I had somebody that reached out to me and were like, hey, I'm starting my business. Well, what should I do? Ah, perfect. Send them that link. Perfect video for you. Right? Exactly. Like, here you go, yeah. man. This is what you need to do. Make sure you listen to this. Go sign up for Orbis X. I said, hey, make sure you get Aaron to do your stuff for you. Like, just let it yeah. all grow, man. Like, sign up for Orbis X, listen to these, you know, podcasts. And you, that is really what you must do the, the to formula. start off. Yeah, right? there was, the <laughs> yeah it was, there was really nothing else that I sent him. That was it, right? But yeah. I'm curious because, you know, after somebody starts, most people, right, like most people go heavy into the marketing. Mm, right yeah. like because i need customers so they they really focus on the marketing but there's a feature that i think you love really is what number two 
Was it the second favorite feature that, yeah. that you have, or is it the first favorite? But, you know, explain the feature and why you love it so much. And it is, it, I, I am fascinated by it, and I love why you love it, because I said that where we most really think of, how do I go get more customers, which is what you need to do. Few people really think about, how do I make sure that the work that I do now to get the customers, right? I don't have to keep doing because as you grow in business, you learn that, well, to get a customer cost X amount, Mm -hmm. right? To keep a customer always costs less than said X amount, whether that's financially, whether that's energy, teamwork, whatever, it always is less to keep a customer than it is to get a new customer. So what is this feature that we should love so much inside of Orbis X to keeping around customers? 100%. And uh, it's one of the automation tools. Uh, so it's the post-service follow-ups. And it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite features that we have in Orbis X. And it was built on purpose to follow our sales structure because you're absolutely right. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, like we, we spent a lot in the beginning to acquire customers, but then our ad costs went down over time. And that's the goal, right? Obviously, you want to spend less to get the same or more customers. Um, But the reason it went down was we were still pulling in the same amount of customers, but we were growing so much because we were maintaining such great relationships with our current customers. And that had to do with, you know, obviously the front end process, following up with the customer, reminders, booking notices, upsells, all that stuff. But really, the magic happens once the work is done. They've picked up their car they leave our goal is get them back in get them back in sooner get them back in more often and get them back with their friends or their wife's car or whatever the case may be that all comes down to building that relationship and nurturing that out and that's where the automation in orbis x with the post-service follow-ups really harnesses that power for you and reaches out to your past customers and the beauty about post-service stuff is it doesn't always have to be salesy. So you don't have to you know, worry about writing incredible sales copy. And in fact, not everyone should be salesy. So a good example is, you know, ceramic coatings, following up about, you know, maintenances, you know, maintenance washes, things like that. But also following up about, you know, even just to check in, like, how are you liking your new coating? You must be, you know, ecstatic. Can you send us some photos of your car after you've washed it at home? You know, things like that. And then other things too, like we do tinting. So we follow up, you know, after a couple of days, we let them know, hey, it's time to roll your windows down. Um, So that's a quick follow up for them. Then we have a 30 day one. We follow up and say, hey, did you notice if there's any, you know, bubbles or imperfections you want us to take a look at? You can come back into the shop. A lot of tinters are scared of that process because they're like, no, no, (laughs) tinted the vehicle. You're gone. That's it. Right. I actually embrace it. And my staff, man, they were resistant at first because for them, it meant possibly having their defects brought to the forefront. It also meant possibly having to redo work, you know, things like this. They didn't want to spend the time on it until through our team meetings, I explained to them, I said, look, look at the process. You guys get paid per hour to do, you know, the tinting and stuff, but you also get paid for upsells. What are the odds that guy's going to want to drive down just to fix one window that maybe has a couple bubbles in it without getting something else done, right? He's going to want to make that trip worth his while in a major way. So that's our opportunity to upsell them detailing or say, hey, listen, last time you were here, you only had time to get your windows tinted. While we're fixing that one window, 
we got to wash the car and everything anyways. Why don't we throw a one year on there? You know what I mean? So now we get them for the coating and the upsell. So for me, all of the post-service follow-ups are a terrific opportunity to sell. Um, so that's where uh, following up the customer, giving information-based things, touch points at different intervals, as well as sales touch points as well through the process, you're going you're to see massive growth. And that's where, for me, post-server follow-ups. And it's so easy to set up. One afternoon, you could you could have five or six, you know, 10 of them set up, and then the system just does the rest for you. You know, that's phenomenal. You know, that's the best use of an afternoon, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so why is it your favorite, though? I know you, you mentioned you love post-service follow-ups as well. Yeah, I, I didn't know that that was such a great feature inside of Orbis X, but... The reason why I love it is because of what I kind of said earlier is people don't really realize how much it costs to gain a new customer mm-hmm. and how much easier it is to maintain a customer. Yeah. It, it also fast. I mean, that was really became relevant and prevalent with the ceramic coating boom, right? Mm. It wasn't a, ever about how do I maintain these customers? We actually, even which I've joked on this podcast, I've joked on my podcast, uh, it's fucking hilarious that you'd have a guy that made it to TV, but on a podcast was telling people, don't do maintenance, don't do detailing, only do coatings and corrections. <laughs> and he bragged about he would send people with regular type of work over across the street. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> right. Like, that's why we didn't realize later until he made a TV he actually has a partner. Right. Like, oh. Yeah. He's the guy that's actually in charge of making sure that you guys do things that are good for business, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. but there's another podcast that really bragged about this guy and put him out. It was like, he was some big stud. And it's like, God damn, the guy makes some really stupid decisions. And yeah. I grew my business completely off of maintenance. I grew Absolutely. my chemical business completely off of return business. I mean, that's what maintenance is, is somebody that keeps coming back into your business to maintain that relationship because you had given them something, whether that was a service or a product that met their need, it solved their problem. And mm-hmm. so they wanted to have that problem solved on a regular basis. Hmm. 100%. Sounds a lot better for business than it does well, big one time. and done. Thank you, ma'am. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that yeah, was fun like- in your twenties, but you, you know, you, you, you get in your forties, you don't want to want to done them. You, you'd really like to, to have them back the next night. Like it just kind of exactly. gets funny that way, you know, hundred like- <laughs> percent. Yeah, and I, I can't think of many businesses where you'd want to just have a customer one time and then see you later. You like it- you only saw that in the ceramic coating boom where, and yeah. so many people were like, Oh, I got to be a correction and coating specialist. I've got to go be with this company because they're going to give me a territory and I'm going to be the specialist for this area. And I'm going to be the only one doing correction and coating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one always killed me too, where like you own a zone kind of thing. <laughs> it's, it's, oh my God. But, but yeah, that's, that's the quickest way to kill your business ultimately, because you're always going to be fishing number one. And you're always, your, your sales process is going to be so sluggish because every single transaction is the longest transaction any business can ever go through. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like, um, you, you know, would be a good example like in a marriage for example you know you go on date night date night for you is probably really simple date night for me is really simple because i don't have to 
spend the whole night convincing my wife that I'm a funny guy or I'm an awesome person or this and that. Like if it's our first date, you know, it's, we get to just go and enjoy the moment. But uh, I think that when you're in business and you're chasing all the time, every, every single conversation is a first date. And so it's always so much more lengthy and it, you know, the time it takes to convince them you're the right choice. They should open up their wallet and spend it with you versus they've already been here before. They know what they're looking for. It's your opportunity to upsell them things. I think you're going to see a lot more higher tickets and a lot more frequency if you're going after your existing target market. And that's where for me, you know, repeat business is huge. And that's, uh, that's where one feature that like Orbis X has always had since day one that none of the other CRMs have. And I'm really shocked. None of them focused on it is the automation of the repeat business cycle. Um, so we've always had the AR marketing that reaches out automatically for you and, you know, just pings customers. It takes a look at their profile and says, Oh, Marty likes to book on Tuesday afternoons, looks ahead in the schedule. Hey, we've got a Tuesday afternoon. That's free two weeks from now reaches out and says, Hey, Marty, we know you like to book on Tuesdays. We've got an open spot for you. And it's for the exact maintenance service that you like to get all the time. How would you like to book that slot? Like that's an amazing feature to have and takes you minutes to set up. And then it just runs on autopilot costs you so much less than your Facebook ads, your Google ads, where you're targeting a brand new customer, trying to convince them do business with us, do business with us. And, and that's where you really got to get into the mindset of not this one and done this, how can I converse with this customer regularly and get them back in the door? So for me, post-service follow-up wins every time because other features are great, like the reviews. Um, you know, I mentioned this before. I love the review feature. That's a huge one. Um, our shop's now 1,200 plus five-star reviews, which is awesome. But that's a very selfish goal. That's things that I want to do, you know, for the business makes us look good. But what makes us look even better is how we look on paper and when we're financially sound because we're reaching out to past customers. So that's why the post-service follow-ups is my number one favorite feature. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Man. I like it. I like it. Uh, you want to you wanna get into the, some tips? Huh? You want to get into some I, tips? I do want to get into some tips. Yeah. Let's get so into I, it. Let's get yeah. into a tip. All right. You got a bouquet or you just got one? I, I, I got one that might lead into a bouquet. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. Okay. I'll yeah. go then. So if you, All right. if you got a bouquet, I'd let you go, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to downsize here. That's what I'm trying to do. I got to save them for future episodes, you know? I mean, that's that's basically what a tip is, right? Downsize, just, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I downsized the uh, the whole enchilada, put it that way, the, the whole churro. But uh, no. <laughs> Jesus. All, All right, right so, so my tip is, and I've said it before, do you tip? Yeah. Right. Remember that I talked about the need for people to actually tip. Mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you there's still plenty of our listeners that they're cheap as fuck and they don't yeah. tip. They'll right? want tips, but giving them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to ask that question again. Do you tip? And I'm going to give it a little bit more of a tip, right? Here we go. Right. <laughs> Put it a little. Yeah. <laughs> devil tip so i i'm fascinated with the people that want to know right like what suggestions do you have to gain customers what should i do and then i'll go and look at their social media and i'm just like okay let's go back to the thing where i said if you got a lot of flies around then that means your marketing's mm. a pile of shit right like yep. i look at it and i just go 
where's the originality? Where's anything? Like, where's something that would get me to latch on to you? Mm. Right? Because if you're going to be trying to, let's just think of it as fishing, right? Like, if you're going to fish, you got to have a lure that attracts the fish. Same as in marketing and same as in your videos and all that type of stuff. So the tip is, do you tip? And I don't mean the guy that winks at people and it's like, hey, here's your tip, right? No, nah, that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah, that's Remember, bad. if somebody winks at you, you should never trust them ever or the people mm -hmm. that he does business with. Okay. So don't do it. Stay with a true face, smile, talk to people. Don't give some weird, like you're going to be something that, right? So put yourself out there, give a tip, but don't be shady around it. Don't be that guy. Mm. Now, here's where people are going to go. Yeah, man, I'm not getting on camera. Okay. No worries. Some people you don't worried have to get on camera. What about the mom van that came in that you saw a problem that somebody had? You met the need of that problem. Mm. Got to find a way to give a tip, a suggestion of how people could take care of their mom van when mm. they don't use you or, right? It's not just stay there, right? You could go into all kinds of different things. I love, <laughs> oh, apologies. There's a guy that I've, I watch and I just watch him when he comes across my Instagram mm -hmm. because I really enjoy what he does. He's just working on a car. Right. And you'll, you'll see the camera and I, I call the guy and I talk to him. So listen, you might need to also invest. Yeah. Right. Like, like you might way. need to pay somebody yeah. if that's <laughs> on your team or if that's paying somebody to come in, but you know what? He's just working. And then he just starts telling a story. And that mm. story revolves into something. Okay. Tips don't necessarily have to be just information. Tips can be funny. Tips can be laughable, right? I mean, you can talk about the disgusting stuff. Now, there's some videos where you watch people just go over dramatic, right? Like, and it's yeah. how disgusting this car is. Now, I'm, I'm, I mean, those are fun for a little bit, but overall, they don't, they don't do anything to my psyche. They don't do anything to me at my core that makes me want to grab a lure, right? Like, I'll True. watch something like that for a little bit. But the average person, especially the customer that you're going to want to uh, grab their attention, they don't have a nasty vehicle like that. That's not the customer that you want to go after, right? That's you true. want to go after more of that dentist or a lawyer or a, a, a realtor or somebody that's climbed up the scale a little bit or go into an office complex and, and work with people that have grown into their, you know, they, they're running their business, whether that's they're a salesman or they are a manager, right? There's all kinds of people that mm. have a place in their business and they're doing well. How do you get their attention? Hmm. What tip would you be able to give them? Fuck. How hilarious would it be to start giving out random bad stock tips? <laughs> Okay. Right. Like there's a different good, things that we could all start to come up with. Right. Could your tip be humor? Could yeah. it be gross? Could it be, Hey, look at this awesome car. And you, you start talking about the car and you grab their attention about the car and mm -hmm. what then maybe you did on it. But 
I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a commercial that goes around on Instagram and some of these where it's got a guy kind of yelling at the, Hey, you're focusing too much on the product. Oh right? uh, yeah. I've seen that. You know, it's yeah, one yeah. of those. So you got to think of the same thing, right? Don't, yeah. don't focus too much on you and what you're doing, mm-hmm. but focus on a tip, give some humor, give a suggestion, talk about the golf or the weather, right? something to grab their attention just the same as we said with the lure and a fish but then to keep them always ingesting and always coming back you do have to give some valuable information here so yeah you know what, what? is that information listen i could tell Sky's you the limit yeah. yeah yeah exactly right? <laughs> it's much better if you come up with it on your own You understand your customers, you understand their needs, you understand problems that you're dealing with, you help people's problems and then document that moment. That's a tip. It really is. Then you come up with different ways to help discuss that. But 100%, as we continue to move forward in an economy where people are struggling and starting to have some questions, absolutely, those people that meet other people's needs and solve their problems. They Mm -hmm. will always succeed even through tough times. So solve some problems, give some tips, have some humor, give some fun. Don't just do the same thing over and over and over. And here's a shot. Here's a car. Here's the, right. Like, yeah, it's the same thing that everyone else is going to do. And I I always look at things like if your advertisements, if your ad copy or ad video, whatever it is, take you very little time and effort to put together. Just keep that in mind that, that's going to be the same process anybody else can go through. So replicating is going to be really easy to do. So do you think you're going to stand out? And the answer is usually no, right? So like imagine to give an example of what someone could do using your tip would be, um, could be something like uh, there's a gas station not far from my house. Every Thursday, not sure why, but they reduce the price three cents um, for every liter. So we use liters here because we're awesome. But uh, no, <laughs> shots fired but uh so they reduce the price three cents every thursday they have this like special thing going on whatever they're not a franchise so they can do whatever they want with their pricing um so anyway they reduce it down it could be something like you know you a top 10 thing like uh hey looking for the cheapest gas on you know in in town go here on a thursday looking for the best chinese food go here looking for the this that and then you throw in your own thing looking for the best place to get a you know quick maintenance wash before date night go here you know stuff like that so you can do things like that, but then to throw in the humor side, you could even do the opposite of that, where you would say like, hey, looking for the best place to wait in line, <laughs> go here and then show a super long line and this and that and be like, or you could skip all that and instead get your car detailed, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So there's ways of introducing that humor and those are, that's to get the creative juices flowing. But uh, but you're absolutely right. If you want some concrete ideas on how to do it, you got to, you know, stroke a check with a couple commas for me and Marty and, uh, you know, we'll do it all for you. No problem. <laughs> that was a couple comments not one but uh <laughs> and we're not we're not counting bills like the french do uh, you know they replace the decimal point with a comma so the the sense it's a comma <laughs> french. pretty soon those french canadians will follow suit and we'll be like oh it's it's already we're happening. doing it here because we're french <laughs> yeah, yeah. canadians oh they do do it there <laughs> already happening plus a lot worse but <laughs> oh trust me but, Oh yeah, it's it's bad. You know we have a language police here. Did you know that? That's an actual thing. There's language police that uh, 
So little, here's a tip. <laughs> if you're going to start a business in Quebec, be prepared. Because <laughs> you're going to have to have everything. I have two tips. One in each language. Languages. Yeah, one in each language. Exactly. The double tip. I don't know. I don't know how they'd say it. <laughs> but yeah, I should speak more French though. Anyway, that aside. Uh, so I do have a tip today. My tip has to do with accuracy. Um, so my, my word of the day, word of the week is accuracy. And I've been talking with my team about it, um, how we can be more accurate in business. And accurate, a lot of people think it means, uh, you know, just like hitting the target or being perfect, right? To me, accuracy is a process. Um, so accuracy is us setting up things that make us more efficient and, you know, having a standard that we work towards to either meet or exceed. So it's a process. It's not necessarily focusing on the final destination, but the process. And, you know, my, my staff at my shop, they know I've built Orbis X. So they assume that anytime there's a little thing that they don't want to do, they'll say like, hey, maybe you could uh, code this and then it could just do that for us, you know? And so I've always stressed the importance of, listen, technology is amazing. It can help optimize and push your business to new heights. But the human experience, there's something that just humans are able to figure out to like, we have to play a part and a role in. And so every step of the way, we optimize as much as we can while injecting human interaction. And so to give you an example of this, uh, so we've all used GPS, you know, and where do we get the GPS signal from? Well, we get it from the satellites, right? Um, so there's this thing, though, with the satellites and time that makes them less accurate makes it less accurate for us because the time in space is different from the time on earth which is a pretty crazy concept you think time is time is time right one minute is one minute but one minute in space is different than one minute on earth and so there's a geosynchronous process basically is what's called where in orbit the satellites that are there their clocks are actually ticking faster than the clocks on earth so if you have a watch up there, time is sped up basically. So when the satellites go and look down and calculate a route and they send that information, they might say between point A and point B is 17 minutes, but that's because it's space time. On earth, the time is actually 22 minutes, let's say, but it wouldn't be very good or user-friendly if we said, hey, you're approximate time to your destination is give or take 17 minutes, but it might be 25 <laughs> It's not going to help you out very much, right? So how do we get them very accurate? And it's by using Einstein's formula there, the E equals MC squared and the theory of relativity, that time and space is relative to being in space and time on earth is relative to being on earth. And so human interaction, human correction, rather, fixes that we account for that difference and so that's how we get very accurate results on earth is that we interject between technology because of the limitations and we make it that much more accurate before it gets to you which is a pretty crazy concept you know real quick side note to further blow your mind is that a star because photons travel at the speed of light if you were a photon of light and you had a watch on your watch wouldn't tick at all which is wild. And so when a star explodes, the same moment that it's, you know, let's say you're looking through a telescope and you see a star, that light traveled 30,000 years to get to your telescope. But that's on our time. Whereas in space, when that star explodes, the same minute it explodes and the same minute that the photons are released, 
is the exact same instant that it hits your telescope, which is crazy. So it's like in that same instant, but yet us on Earth, 30,000 years passed, right? So time is a very funny thing, but the most important thing is us being able to account for that time differential to use our brains and say, okay, technology can get us to a certain point, but then by us putting ourselves in there, we can correct anything that's a limit and we can actually make something more accurate. So when it comes to your business, you can use something like Orbis X to automate your business, to streamline your business, all of these things, but you still have to play a role so that you can make things more accurate. You can make things better and you can ensure that your efficiency and proficiency are there. And so how do we do that at Orbis X? Going back to the post-service follow-ups, for example, uh, we just updated a feature. So we have the post-service follow-ups, automates all your follow-ups. You can set how many days after a service is marked complete to follow up and what services to target, and what message to send, so on and so forth. That's all great, but it's still missing that human component. It's still a message from a computer until we step in because you can automate it and make it personalized and put their name and make it look like it didn't come from a computer but at the end of the day the customer still knows i'm reading this on my computer or my telephone or whatever the case may be there's still technology in the way of you and the customer and so by stepping in and overcoming that limit you can now correct that limit and you can inject human personality into it by following up with your customer. And so if you go into Orbis X and you go in the marketing tab and post-service follow-ups, you'll see a little button that says upcoming post-service follow-ups. And it's gonna give you a breakdown over the next seven days in the future of which post-service follow-ups are going out to which customers. So then you can pick up the phone, you can take five minutes out of your day and you can build some solid relationships. And so maybe you piggyback on Marty's side and you offer them a tip, maybe just a little information. Say, hey, just following up, I know you just had your car ceramic coated. And did you know that the best thing to do is, you know, book an appointment six months after and come see us for a maintenance wash or, you know, your first one or maybe the 30 days or whatever the case is that you guys want to do. But if you inject yourself into the equation, you're going to be able to upsell and close those processes, uh, close those deals while giving them a tip or giving them some information. And that's where you can play around with different marketing messages that you can then now use for complete strangers as well. So see what works well when you're talking to your customer because you have a real world example right there. So that's what we do. And that's how we make such good ads that perform so well for strangers is we talk to our past customers on those follow-ups. And we say, hey, listen, you know, da -da -da -da, how was the service? How was this, that, you know? And we try out different sales pitches and we refine them so that human correction can overcome any limitations from computers and technology. Yeah, there we go. See, time space continuum, baby. Rock on. <laughs> Look at that. I gave a time tip. <laughs> yeah, well, you. I was trying to remember what movie that was where they would go down to a planet and they would, they're trying to do something. Was that, who was it? And then they would sit down there trying to get research. And every time they were there, it would take them too long. And time on Earth was longer. Uh, and, you know, they eventually, yeah, I don't. I'll butcher it, but I think I know what you mean. And it kept repeating itself. Like they had to go there and complete it within a certain time frame, right? But mm -hmm. then it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I know I want to throw out some names, but I'm gonna butcher it too. Oh you know what? It's one of those things that's gonna like just fucking hit me. I'll be like driving to the store and I'm like, oh shit, you know, it was the fifth element or something. You know, obviously it wasn't that, but uh, it's gonna hit me. 
Damn. Oh, right, well, people can let us know yeah. whenever you post it into the the group. Somebody can go in and comment on what that movie is. Be like that's the movie. Yeah, yeah they might they might get a cup out of it. You know. Hey, who knows? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or some impress. Or, we'll figure it out. Or maybe I'll send them some uh, NFC cards. So, uh, just printed some for uh, one of our members. Um, so we got a, a box shipping out. There we nice. Go. Yeah, yeah. So we got some gift cards, and these are pretty cool because uh, Orbis X is the first detailing CRM to bridge the gap between the physical world and the digital world. Everybody else has, oh, cute little gift card forms that you can put on your website. That's nice. Uh, sometimes you want to sell some physical shit and people can give, you know, instead of, uh, oh, yeah, I printed this on my computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, here, this is your Christmas gift. Sometimes you want to give them something uh, and it's a great takeaway. You can put it right in your cash. And the beautiful thing is you open up the Orbis X app. We have a tap that app. That's what it's called. <laughs> and you can tap it and uh, you can even program them. So the cool part is, too one-time investment so he's getting his 50 cards shipped out one-time investment and then uh he can reprogram them when they're brought back in which is basically you turn a gift card into a gift card is what i call it so someone redeems a gift card and you say hey this is the gift that keeps on giving why don't we reload this baby up you must know someone that's got a birthday or an anniversary or something coming up so it's just a constant sales cycle and once again reselling to your existing customers see there's many ways to do it and with orbis x it's the only way to make it possible. Absolutely. I feel like that needs to be a tagline or something. Thorpe sex is the only way to make it possible. <laughs> I like it. I like See? It. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm going to coin that. There we go. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, see, I, I stopped at one tip today, you know, piggyback on a tip of a tip of a, you were, you were a little more than a tip. That was a little, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I felt a little more, I had goosebumps. <laughs> too much all right anyway see what happens yeah, i don't want to hear what you felt about my tip yeah yeah <laughs> it touched me deeply that's what <laughs> you're like god <laughs> all right anyway listen thanks marty i appreciate you brother i'll see you next week and everybody check out uh you know marty's podcast obviously as well and the new products that have launched if you want to be impressed see what i did there full circle that's what i did. <laughs> i mean it wasn't very different anyways all right appreciate you marty i'll see you next week all right, everybody, and someone, if you know that movie, please post it. You will definitely win something. I got something for you, absolutely, because that's going to rack my brains all week. <laughs> all right, man, we'll see you next week. All right, cheers.